Hello and welcome to The Lou Review. I am your host, Rosa Hart, and I am joined today by a special special guest, uh, Trey Harris. He is the sales and events uh, manager at Jim Beam. How you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. <laughs> Did I say it right? Yeah. Okay. So you were smiling at me so big. I was like, is this smile because I said something wrong? I don't know. But um, I wish you could see Trey smile, you guys, because he has the prettiest smile. But um, I really appreciate you coming out here today because um, we love to focus on what is unique about Louisville and the great things that the Louisville area has to offer. Obviously, Jim Beam doesn't only exist in Louisville. The distillery is a bit south of town. Mm -hmm. But um, can you tell us what you do there? So um, basically what I do, um, everything that is under my umbrella um, involves booking group tours after hours experiences and special events. Um, so for example, if, um, if someone wanted to come in and book a wedding or meeting space, mm -hmm. um, which we also have, mm -hmm. um, meeting space, or if they just wanted to get a group of friends together, maybe it's a bachelor party or maybe it's just a big friend outing and yeah. they wanted to come spend, spend the day at beam. I would be the person to, um, kind of wear the, wear that hat in every scenario. Okay. Well, that's quite an assortment there. Do you have to deal with many weddings and many like bridezillas or is it more like the business uh, gathering or bachelor party type gatherings? What do you see more of? Um, so actually, um, that's really funny you mentioned that because <laughs> I was, well, I was looking over some information um, earlier this week mm -hmm. and I s realized that actually we have the same number of large event inquiries as mm -hmm. we do small event inquiries huh so and an inquiry would be, just be somebody like getting a quote from you or just someone reaching out say hey are yeah. you available on this day okay um so the hmm. same number of people that say a group of 10 they mm -hmm. just want to take a group tour mm -hmm. the exact same number of people that want to take a tour are mm -hmm. also that number is also mimicked in in terms of large events did Honestly, I, did that I say could, that weird? I feel no, like I, that I feel like that could be <laughs> kind of overwhelming if you have that many events. Because I feel like you would be having a lot of people trying to schedule group tours. Yeah, so it's 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 just one of those things that I think has kind of grown since we reopened. Uh, mm -hmm. So we reopened at the end of uh, 2021. Mm -hmm. And uh, you were hired when? February 2020. To be the events <laughs> manager? Good for you. You had so many events that year, I'm sure. It was literally so... Did you have to get creative right away? <laughs> well, so I held my first event a month after I got hired and we got shut down the next day. Oh my goodness. Literally. Were they like, Trey, you broke our event? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> was that um, a wedding or what kind of event was um, that? It was, it was just a, a private outing. It was, mm -hmm. I remember it actually, it was actually a, um, an old fraternity group. Oh. Um, they, they'd come for a private tour and oh, some dinner. Um, nice. So yeah, it was, it was, it was a really smooth, really nice kind of, kind of event to have for, I think there was about 20 to 25 of them. Okay. Um, but those are the types of events that would fall under my umbrella as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, anything from ten to hundreds. Yes. Okay. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, do you have a max capacity for your larger events? I mean, you have so much outside space at the Beam Distillery to use mm -hmm. that can really open 
things up. But as far as like, if you were going to say somebody wants to have a wedding and invite 500 people, will you be like, no, that's too big? Well, we won't say no. Um, <laughs> we will have to get creative. Mm-hmm. Um, so the restaurant um, itself, so all, so all of our after hours events um, take place at our restaurant. Um, a the restaurant, kitchen table. The kitchen table, yes. Um, so it, it is open for lunch. Um, and if we have a special event going on, we will open it after hours. Okay. So not supper on in general. It's not, um, excuse me. It's never open for supper in general. Right. Not, not as of right now. Not to the public. Right. Well, it's, that's something that we're working towards, but Mm -hmm. as of right now, uh, just open for lunch hours. Is that more because you have more daytime tours and not many people are coming for tours at night or? Um, well, well, our tours, um, well, our gift shop, uh, closes at five thirty every okay. day, so our tours are over by that time. Gotcha. Um, so that's that's a little part of it, but a big part of it is staffing. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so um, I think it's a little bit of a combination of both, but mm-hmm. um, but basically, um, our after hours events um, they take place at the kitchen table restaurant, and the kitchen table's capacity um, I would say probably sits around one ten. Okay. Um, th- I'm not saying that there isn't any flexibility if with that. If they're sitting at the table like yes. it's a restaurant. Yes, yes. Not everybody... in the event if it were like set up like a catered uh, buffet or banquet. Right, yeah. right. So, um, like I said, there is a little flexibility with that, especially with the courtyard directly outside mm-hmm. um, the restaurant as well as our um, two outdoor spaces. Yeah, so, you have a nice dance floor area yeah, yeah. out front. Yeah. And so. some swings. People can do some porch swings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did get to go out there and eat at the kitchen table. And, oh, that food was so good. And it was beautiful. And you've got the rolling hills and all the trees surrounding you. So you kind of feel like you're on a farm and you're like, where's the cows? Right. I don't know. <laughs> but... It is a gorgeous setting. Yeah, that, that's the thing. When when you're standing um, kind of on the top of the hill is what we call it. So when you're standing on the top of the hill and you look around, we're, well, well, number one, we're surrounded by Bernheim Forest. Mm-hmm. So it really does kind yeah. of feel like you're on an island mm-hmm. kind of kind of on your own. I mean, in a good way. Like a clearing on the top yeah. of the... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it is uh, aesthetic, it's very aesthetically pleasing out there. <laughs> um, um but as far as um, the events are concerned, um, like I said, our events can um, kind of bleed out of the restaurant. So mm-hmm. if uh, the event needs were to specify it or um, or the capacity um, were to specify us to kind of branch outside of the restaurant, we have a couple of outdoor areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so right next to the restaurant, there's an event lawn. Mm-hmm. Um where we have set up a dance floor, as you were alluding to, mm-hmm. um, we've set up we set up a dance floor. We've set up more seats uh, for people to go through a buffet line, mm-hmm. um, so on and so forth. Picnic so, style, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it really just kind of depends on the needs of the event. But I mean, we're we're pretty flexible. So if you mm-hmm. if you tell us you have. 500 people. I don't know how, but we'll make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we're talking about this in June because everybody's talking about weddings this time of year. But um, throughout the year, um, I know I've been going on uh, distillery tours with groups of about 15 women at a time. Mm-hmm. So if, for example, we had a group of 15 that we wanted to bring for a special tour where we all stay together, mm-hmm. uh, would you be the person to talk to about that? Uh, yes. Yes. So um, whether that group is coming during business hours or after hours, um, I would be that person. Oh, okay. Yes. Great. 
Would you be leading us on the tour, Trey? I would not be leading the tour. Oh. Um, I would just be scheduling the tour. Man. Um, but you don't want me to give your tour anyway. Um, we have no. We we have some really great, some really friendly and knowledgeable um, ambassadors that take great care of our guests. So, um, yes, you would you would want to hear you'd want to hear uh, all of Beam's stories from from one of those guys. Okay, <laughs> well that's fair. All right, so if if somebody's bringing a group of ten or fifteen, is it like a group rate or is it like per person or how is that determined? Um, it is per person. Okay. Um, at the moment we do not have a group rate um but um as of right now uh 2023 pricing um is 28 per person Mm -hmm. um and that includes um a full tour which lasts about an hour and 15 minutes Mm -hmm. uh followed by a tasting Mm -hmm. so um you'll get to try four of our brands at the end of the tour um and there is a bit of a rotation so sometimes it might be uh, Jim Beam White and KC Rye, um, Knob Creek Rye. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you might get some Basil Hayden or Basil Hayden Tin. It just really mm-hmm. kind of depends. I had some Basil Hayden toast at the kitchen table. How was that? It was a uh, game changer. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, Basil Hayden, everything else. <laughs> um, but I had a flight because I love to try them in flights to see what... Um, cause that's like the best way for me to in the moment tell what I like cause mm. coming from, I didn't have any alcohol till I was like 30. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so, uh, it, everything was an acquired taste. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, uh, I can't tell they sting. And so learning the Kentucky hug was transformative for me. Okay. And yeah. Being able to taste the differences and then also, um, being able to compare three back to back is very helpful mm-hmm. just to say, okay, I like this one more than this one. And yeah, the Basil Hayden toast was yeah. like so <laughs> smooth and so good. I was like, why would you get anything else? <laughs> but um, not to diss anything else that Jim Beam has, because um, there are some really cool opportunities. Like you said, we could maybe fill a bottle on a tour, yes. right? Is that every tour? Uh, yes. Yeah, so actually, um, every consumer tour that you go on, um, you will have the opportunity to fill um, your own bottle of Knob Creek single barrel. Ooh. Um, so straight out of the barrel. Not straight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> your face. <laughs> oh, no. Not straight from the barrel. Okay. Um, but uh, basically, you'll get to uh, run a bottle through our bottling line. You'll get okay. to fill it yourself. Um, and once it's been, uh, uh, dumped in the wax to seal it off, you'll get to take your thumbprint and stick it in the top of the bottle for a little bit of, uh, personalization. Okay. Well, that's pretty personal with your thumbprint. (laughs) That's a lot more personal than somebody else's seal, isn't it? Well, that's a really cool thing. I'm going to have to do that now. When I went, I didn't have a tour. We just ate at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I've got my passport stamped. Do I really need to go back? Apparently, I do. Well, it, well, that's we hear that a lot, actually. Um, there are a lot of people that live in Shepherdsville or Bardstown, and mm-hmm. um, they'll just come by just for lunch. Literally, I mean, they won't they won't take a tour, they won't do a tasting or anything like that. They'll just come by the restaurant. To be fair, the food is outstanding at the kitchen table. Yeah, so our our restaurant is actually um, run by a hospitality company named QED. Um, so they're based out of New Orleans. Really? So yes, so a lot of that New Orleans influence will show up um, wow. in their in their menu. Okay, but it doesn't look like it when you walk in. It's not like 
decorated to look like you're in low country. No, no. Whatever. No. It's just maybe some hints of flavors. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it looks pretty classy. It's pretty nice. Um, we sat in this kind of covered patio type area. Where yes. Where you could, it was like a panoramic view of the hills and trees and everything and it was just gorgeous. I would definitely go out there for that again, but now I got to go for the tour. Um, since we did talk about try, trying bourbon right out of the barrel, are there opportunities for like whiskey thieving under certain circumstances? Or yes, so um, I don't mean stealing from Jim. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean when you take us <laughs> uh, some tastes out of the barrel <laughs> that um, are sanctioned. <laughs> <laughs> There are opportunities to legally try uh-huh. <laughs> bourbon from the barrel. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so for some uh, uh, private groups that I've had come in after hours, um, one thing that we've been able to do for them is to offer them the opportunity to uh, taste bourbon directly from one of our barrels. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just it just gives uh, people a more more personal, more up close look, um, and it gives them especially. <laughs> Because normally you go to the tasting right after. Yes. Um, so it'll give them uh, just a little bit of uh, insight just for comparison's sake. Yeah. Um, so it's really something to... Because there is a degree of filtration and stuff that right. happens after the whiskey comes out of the barrel. Mm-hmm. And so... But not everybody is interested in barrel strength anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, I can see that. It would need to be customized. You wouldn't want to, like... Include that on every standard tour. No, that would. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what other, what's the most unique event that you've coordinated, do you think? Um, let's see, the most unique event. Um, so actually, um, last year, we hosted a wedding reception. Mm-hmm. So this particular couple, they were getting married in Louisville. They were actually from California. Oh, my. Um, at least living in California, I should say. Ah, they were living in gotcha. California. Um, they were getting married in Louisville. They were having their wedding reception at Jim Beam. This was all mm. while they were in the process of moving to Georgia. What in the world? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so the uh, the groom, he had actually gotten accepted into um, a philosophy program at the University of Georgia. Wow. I, I found out. So okay. uh, a lot going on in their lives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but basically. Um, they drove all the way from Louisville after their wedding for the reception in Bardstown. Yeah. Uh, in Claremont. Technically Claremont. Claremont. I'm sorry. Claremont. Yeah. No, you're, you're fine. Um, all the trees rushing by just all blurred together. <laughs> um, but but basically what they did was after their um, after their wedding was over in Louisville, the wedding party. And all of their wedding guests, they got on a handful of motor coaches and they came out to beam. So that's smart. So what they did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, But but what they did was the wedding party. They got they got a full tour. Mm -hmm. um, Oh, wow. And then they went off to take pictures. Um, they were actually taking pictures on the tour. That's something that we kind of set up for them along the oh, way. Oh, that is so nice. Um, so they got pictures in um, in the warehouse. They got pictures. Um, um, we have kind of a, a demo bar yeah. um, on our, on the second floor of the um, of the American Outpost gift shop. So they took pictures behind that, mm-hmm. and they took pictures there everywhere. Yeah. Um, but everyone else that came after them, uh, they got a quick warehouse tour. Yeah. Um, but that was just a little something for them to do. Um, 
with some downtime in the downtime mm-hmm. um, before the reception started. Okay. So, um, so that was definitely the most fun to do. Um, I would say because there are so many, so many variables in that situation, yeah. and um, just kind Took of a lot of employees to do all those various tours, <laughs> tours during and along the photo shoot. <laughs> well, 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 that's the thing about kind of working with logistics in that way. It's mm-hmm. something you have to like to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Not everyone likes really figuring out how things are going to work out at the end of the day. Some yeah. people do, some people don't. So you really have to like doing that. Yeah, definitely. It's it's all how you enjoy putting those puzzle pieces together and adjusting things as you go along. Mm-hmm. I know my dad loves to sit and do like a 1,000, 3,000, I don't know how many thousands of pieces puzzle. And I'm like, I don't want to sit that long to do anything. But I do love coordinating like little women's events, mm-hmm. right, that I've been doing all over town. And he don't want to deal with all those people. That would be a hassle for him, right? So it sounds like you've really tapped into a skill set of yeah. yours. Is that something you went to school for or knew that you were going to enjoy? So actually, um, when I so I went to University of Kentucky, okay. um, and um, but you're from Louisville. Yes, I am from Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, <clears throat> excuse me. So at UK, I had a job on campus as an event coordinator. So, yes. So that was, that was kind of my first introduction to it really. Um, but after a little while I realized I was like, wait, well, wait, you can actually do this for a living, you know, because so my job on campus was to coordinate, um, concerts Mm -hmm. and I got to, um, and I got to coordinate, um, comedy performances. Mm. Um, you said comedy? Yes. Oh, fun. Yes. So, um, Actually, comedy was the first thing that was really? that was the first thing that I was tasked with because we used to have we um, <laughs> when, when I was at, when I when I was at UK um, yeah. we had a uh, we had a pretty good relationship with the comedy caravan that used to be on uh, Barstown Road in oh, Louisville. Nice. Okay. Um, so I used to. I used to speak with the guy that ran the place every week and yeah. used to have these conversations about who to bring in and what, you know, attendance was looking like and everything. Yeah. Um, but it was really my job to promote it and mm-hmm. um, make sure everything ran well the day of the show. Um, uh, the first season that I had to do it, I actually had to uh, get on stage. What? And um, What, introduce the person? Well, introducing the person is not a problem, um, okay. but it got to a point where they didn't have an opener for the first season that we did it. So I remember a comedian that I was talking to after the show, he was like, well, why don't you just try to write five minutes? And I was like, let's see, uh, let's see where this goes. So, um, I am, uh, not a comedian. If in case you're wondering, (laughs) is this what Um, you found out from writing five minutes? I have to give you a college try. I don't know. You're making yourself laugh. So it's not too bad. Um, but, uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was one of those things where, uh, if you've ever had a fear of speaking in front of people, mm-hmm. having to get in front of people to make them laugh mm-hmm. and you are unsuccessful Aww. will take away any kind of public <sighs> a fear of public speaking. Wow. <laughs> Man. So now you're like, it's never going to be this bad again. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. 
it's never going to be that bad again. Um, <laughs> it's all downhill from here, y'all. <laughs> no, but uh, but no, but but seriously, um, that that job was a lot of fun. Um, I learned a lot from it. <clears throat> um, and then uh, really after that, uh, I I worked in uh, worked in radio briefly. Um, you do have an amazing radio voice. <laughs> like I did not get to hear your voice before you arrived today. But I was like, okay, this is gonna sound good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, well, well, funny part about that is, mm-hmm. um, so you're not the first person to tell me uh, that I have a radio voice. Yeah. So I literally heard that from the time I was 14 to 26. Wow. And then when I was working at the radio station, I wasn't on the air at the radio station. I was just working at the station. And as soon as I started working for the radio station, I never heard it. Until, like, my last week there, one of the DJs was like, huh, you got some pipes. Oh, it's like, <laughs> Do you, Is that because so many people who have a radio voice work there and they're, like, numb to it? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Or don't is know. it because they've heard so many people who be on the air who don't have a good radio voice, they don't think it's a prerequisite? <laughs> yeah, I, I, who, who, who knows? I just, uh, I, I just thought it was really, uh, I just thought it was really funny. So maybe. Man. Yeah. Oh, well. yeah i interview people for their stories here not for the timbre of their voice but (laughs) we'll take it when we can get it so how did you go from so you were where did you study in college um so you said you were just doing that as your job during college yes um so the name of my major was community and leadership leadership development okay which was basically a long way of saying event management because I took okay. took marketing courses, I took logistics courses, well, things of that nature. Go. So it's basically what it is. Yeah, I guess you better be well trained for this. Yeah. Then, huh? <laughs> so, um, have you worked for many other companies before Jim Beam? Um, so previously, um, I worked at the Marriott. Um, okay. Worked at the Marriott in downtown Louisville as the event supervisor. Um, that was an introduction to um, the operation side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that I wasn't used to. Mm. Um, that was that was my first job in hospitality proper. Mm-hmm. So um, just being around hotel guests the first time I had really worked in a kitchen like that before or been around a kitchen like that before um, in the banquets department there. But um, I definitely learned a lot, definitely saw a lot, mm-hmm. um, definitely saw things kind of pieced together from one apartment to one department to the next mm-hmm. um, with the role that I was in. So, what was the most surprising to you? The most surprising, like thing that you learned in hospitality that you're like, oh, I did not realize this was going to be part of the process. Um, so I think the thing that really surprised me the most was just how many hands were involved. Ah, because. Because of my background, I'm so used to working by myself. Yeah. And if something needs to be changed or adjusted or something along those lines, then I have to change or adjust it and mm-hmm. kind of go go you about my business. Don't have to wait on anybody else. Yeah. To there, do there, it. There's there, there's there was yeah. none there was none of that. So, um, you know, we'd have BEO meetings every week or banquet event order meetings Thank every you. week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we, we'd have those types of meetings every week. And I remember the first time I sat in on one of those, I was like, there's literally 20 people in this room. You're like, like, are they just extra? Are they sitting in this meeting so they but, don't have to do things? But they were all necessary, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they were, they're absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it's just, um, you just don't realize how many people it really takes to put on a successful event. 
gift. Oh yeah. You know, so um so that you know, that I've was a good lesson for me. Planning committees for some fundraisers and so I've definitely oh, seen yeah. <laughs> how many people are at play and especially if you have to hire outside contractors in addition like it can get to be a tangled web so kudos to you for keeping all that straight and learning new ropes and hospitality <laughs> too so what do you think uh, that really gave to you that has prepared you for working at Beam? Um, so going into it, um, knowing that it takes a lot of people to put on a successful event, um, has kind of offered me the opportunity to have more patience Mm -hmm. in my current role. Um, so it's not that trying to think, get my words straight here, um, but yeah, it's it's just offered me a little a little more patience with, um, with everyone that that puts on the event because we're all in it to make sure that our client has the best experience possible. Mm-hmm. We all have our different ways of going about doing that, mm-hmm. um, and I think you have to respect someone's um, ability to do that, um, even if it does differ from yours. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's I think that's been the biggest thing for me. Um, it's just, just being aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they say never ask the Lord for patience because then he might give you opportunity to learn some, <laughs> right? I thought it was very funny that you paused on, I learned patience. And then you paused for a very long time. And I was like, I'm going to definitely leave that pause in there. That was <laughs> <laughs> because the people are going to be like, oh, I got to learn patience have, too. Have you learned patience? That's what I was doing. <laughs> challenging our patience it was like a standoff no um but yeah that's a really good lesson well thank you trey so much for coming out today to share about what you do and i think um that's pretty revelatory about the span of things that you take care of so if someone wants to set up an event at Jim Beam, how do they get in contact with you? Um, so basically, the uh, best way to get in touch with me is um, email would be the best way. Um, but I do realize this is a podcast and taking down individual letters might be a little a little weird. That is um, what show notes are for. That's great. So <laughs> while you're looking at the podcast in your handy dandy po- podcast platform and you're giving it five stars and leaving a comment about how much you love the Lou Review podcast, you can see the show notes and I can drop Trey's <laughs> email in there so you can just tap on it if you want. Perfect. That sounds uh, great. So what is it? Uh, so it's uh, <laughs> Trey.Harris at BeamSuntory.com. All right. Well, I can do that. And it's T-R-E-Y. Yes. Yes. Trey.Harris at BeamSuntory.com. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Do you want to tell us what the Suntory is for? Oh, yeah. So um, if for anybody who doesn't know. Yes. Um, so we are owned by a Japanese company. Yeah. Um, so um, Suntory, um, they've, um, well, I don't know Beam before Suntory. Mm-hmm. Um, so since I've been an employee, I've been under Beam Suntory. So, mm-hmm. um, but I can definitely tell you um, in in a great way that it's been very different from um, other companies that I've worked for. Um, so I, I think it's from from my from my point of view, I think it's mm-hmm. a partnership that's working out very very well. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, I hear that the biggest purchaser of bourbon is Japan, mm-hmm. right? Okay. 
Sounds good. <laughs> well, if you have enjoyed this episode of the Lou Review Podcast, do give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening. Leave a comment. Let me know what you would like to hear more about. Like what types of businesses would you like to learn more about? Or if you know of incredible people in this area that I need to meet and share their story, then send me a message. And you can email trey.harris at beamcentory.com. Yes. If you want to set up your own event at Jim Beam. And I'll see you in the next episode.